This podcast is brought to you by Dingle Mount Church. It will open up God's Word to you, inspire you to love God, and grow in the knowledge of Him, and challenge you to live a victorious Christian life. Be blessed as you listen. Corinthians chapter 6, and I'll read just a verse of scripture. And if you remember, this is our last Sunday, uh, what we looked at last Sunday, and the first few Sundays, what we've been doing is just to uh, lay some foundations to prepare our hearts for uh, this year that we've, um, God has, uh, through His grace and mercy, has brought us um, into. And um, once a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I'll just read. Uh, verse 12 of that uh, verse of scripture and, um, and I think it's a scripture that uh, will help us as well apart from what we looked at last Sunday uh, to reflect and to think on how we relate not just to God but to our brothers and in all that we do drawing close to God this year and in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12 and Paul says there all things he says are lawful for me but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And then he goes on from there talking about food for the stomach and all that until you get to and telling us what to flee from. And, it sees, and you see there that it all has to do with our relationship, not just with God, but also with people. But that verse is important. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And Lord, we just ask your blessing on this, just this verse of scripture, as we seek for ways to not just relate better with you, but also to the people that you've brought us in fellowship with. Uh, speak to us once again this morning, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, for those that were here last uh, Sunday morning, you remember that we uh, started by laying that foundation And the first thing that we looked at for the first Sunday of this year was the need for us to begin the year with prayer. And uh, which is, I think, a very important aspect of our relationship with God. And we saw the example of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ started his ministry in prayer. And he also ended it praying. And we said that we cannot accomplish anything significant or even anything much in 2016 without having a solid prayer life. Not just praying for ourselves, but also praying for the work of the mission, the ministry, and also our community. So prayer, as we saw, was very, very important. And we saw that example of that man that cried and said, Bless me, enlarge my coast, my territory, keep me from evil, and your hand will be upon me. And we saw what all that verse of scripture meant to us, and we carried on with that, I think, on a Thursday. But this morning, why I had to read this verse of scripture to us is that when we've come or cross over to a new year, I think it's a time for most people that what they normally do is to look inwards, uh, look at the past year, maybe 2015 or 2014, what has gone before them. And what they normally do is that they come up with what they call maybe New Year resolutions. Now, I'm not a great fan of New Year resolutions. Uh, Someone rightly put it this way, that may your troubles in 2016 
be as short-lived as your New Year resolutions. Now, what that says to us is that we know we make resolutions, but we normally don't follow through with them. There's nothing wrong in being determined that this is what you are going to do, or this is what you will not do. But what we are saying is that when we start off a new year, it's good for us to begin to think, for us to reflect, ask ourselves questions. How well did I live in 2015? How well did I relate to my brothers and sisters in fellowship? What about my relationship with God? There are different, different areas of that relationship that need to be carefully examined. And I think it's very, very important in 2016 that not only are we starting with prayer, but to begin to ask ourselves some deeper questions. Because there are areas of our lives where I think that we need to draw the line. And this is very, very important for us. Uh, maybe in 2015 there were things that we did, maybe which we should not even have done. There are things that we said which we should not have said. There were places maybe that we went to without even thinking and asking whether this is God's plan and purpose for our lives. And as we live, as we walk with God, God calls us to constantly examine ourselves. To do those things that will not just be helpful to our fellow brothers and sisters, but also that will build them up and will draw us closer to Him. And so when you come to this verse of scripture that I've just read to us, and we know that when you put it in context, if you begin from chapter 6 and you read from the beginning, you see Paul speaking about the things that will help for peaceful coexistence even amongst brothers. For instance, he says in verse 1 of chapter 6, he says, There any of you having a matter against another, go to the law before the unrighteous and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? And this is relationships. He's talking to them about something, getting them to see something there. And then he goes on and on, and then he gets to this very important verse of scripture, which is in verse 12. And he says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And that's why what I'm looking at this morning is where, or I'll ask it as a question, where to draw the line? Where are we going to draw the line in 2016 on maybe questionable conduct, behavior, or activities in our relationship to people and also in our relationship to God? And I think that the first place to start with is that as Christians, we can draw the line on anything that is not expedient, as the scripture says, or helpful. If you look at that verse of scripture, the A part of it, it says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. But remember that if you look at verse 11, and I think I'll take us to verse 11, Paul reminded them of who they used to be. And he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you. He's telling them, this is where you're coming from. God in his mercy and grace has cleansed, has washed and has brought you in to the family. And this is who you are now. You've been washed, you've been set apart and you've been made just in God's sight. And he then says to them, all things are lawful. Now why does he say that all things are lawful? Let us remember that we are not saved by keeping the law. We are saved by grace, as the Bible tells us, not by works of man, lest any should boast. So all things in that sense are lawful for us because we are no longer living in bondage 
to the law. But it then says all things are not expedient. And some will translations like one with God will say all things are not helpful. And so the word helpful that some of us have in our translation, which is translated expedient, simply talks about that which helps along the way. That which helps us along the way. Along the way in our relationship with God. Along the way in our relationship with people. So what Paul is getting at is that not all things contribute to growth in the Christian life. And I think this is what we need to be reflecting and thinking on in 2016. Not all things will help our spiritual life in 2016. Maybe in 2015 there were things that we got involved in. And maybe without even asking questions or praying about it. The question we need to be asking is, did that help us along the way? Did that make your love for Christ grow stronger? And if you can come up with an answer... You will either say, yes, it did, or you can say, no, it did not. And if the answer is in the next, say, is no, then what do you do? You need to come to a point where you say to yourself, where I say to myself, then if it's not helpful, then what do I need to do? I need to begin to free myself from it. The activities, the things that we did in 2015, can we say to ourselves that they helped us to serve Christ more effectively? Yes, it may, all things may be lawful, but all things do not help us along the way. And I think that this is a very good place to start. So if you're wondering, where do I draw the line in 2016? The first place is to draw the line on anything that does not help you along the way. I have had to sit back and ask myself a lot of questions. I had to do a lot of review in my heart. I've had to look at my personal relationships, my relationship with God. And I've asked myself, yes, what is truly helpful? What will aid my work with God? What will make me the kind of person that I should be? What will make me the kind of person or the kind of pastor I should be in my relationship with people? And I think that as Christians, we should be asking ourselves those very important questions. So the place to start is to draw that line on anything that will not help. I don't know what it is for you. I may know what these things are for me. But as you're sitting this morning, I'm sure you can pinpoint something in your relationship with God or in your relationship with people. And you can truly say, this is not helpful. Going back to that scripture again, and this is the second thing that I just want to highlight for by way of reflection is that we can also draw the line on things that enslaves or brings us into bondage. Look at verse 12 again. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but then he says, this is the but there, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And we all know that if you're here this morning and you've given your life to Jesus, there's a wonderful, this wonderful freedom that we enjoy in Jesus Christ. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Sin shall not reign in your mortal bodies. You know, we can quote all of those scriptures and it reminds us, it reinforces and tells us that we've got great freedom in Christ. But at the same time, all things, as the scripture says, are in my power. But then I will not be overpowered or brought under by any of these things. And I think that in our relationship with God or in our relationship with people, we also have to examine this area. 
And so what we are saying in essence is that we need to also draw the line on anything that seeks to enslave or to bring us into bondage again. They may be lawful in themselves. Actually, some might say, well, there are loads of gray areas. Yes, some of them, there's nothing wrong with them. But the question, you've asked the first one, which is, is it helping? Now you're asking the second question, is it bringing me into bondage? We know that money is good. I don't think there's anyone here. I'm sure if you ask Rob, Rob will tell you as well how he prays that God will bless the city mission and we can have enough to do the kind of work that God is calling the mission to do. So every one of us, we agree that money is good. But at the same time, we cannot be brought under the power of it. It can't control our lives. It can't control our ambitions, the things that we are called uh, to do. And if you look around the world today, you can see that quest, the desire to make money. People, some are willing to sell their souls all because of wealth. And what we are saying in essence is things may be lawful, things may be good in themselves. But the question we should be asking or saying to ourselves is, or where we need to draw the line, is that in 2016, I will not be brought under his power. Think about recreation for an example. We know that those are lost spots. It's good. But at the same time, if it begins to come in between your relationship with God, what do you need to do? Or maybe as a preacher, I spend more time watching Sky Sports than reading my Bible or reading the scriptures or following the games on TV. Now, it may be lawful to do that, to watch your games and love it, but the question is, it is becoming, it is enslaving, it's bringing me to a point where I cannot relate to God as God would have me. And there are so many things that we can actually pinpoint in our lives that we can say, yes, it is lawful, yes, it's good, but it's beginning to take a hold in my heart. It's beginning to dampen my affection for Christ. It's not letting me express myself the way I ought to. Something as simple as, or good as political power. We know how good it is, but at the same time we can see some leaders, dictators all over the world today, whom power, which is good, being a leader is good, but they have been captured, it's been brought them, it's put them so much into bondage. And in 2016, God may be saying to us, let nothing become your master apart from Christ Jesus. The truth is whoever becomes your master, that is who you serve, that is your allegiance, that is where you will always give your all. And remember when the Bible, Paul was writing to the Corinthians, that's what he kept saying to them, talking about sin, when he says, sin shall not longer reign in your mortal bodies. He was trying to tell them, you are dead to sin, you are no longer slaves of unrighteousness, but now you have become slaves. And he's telling them, this is who your new master is. All he's doing is changing their affection, getting them to see that this is, like he says here, this is once who you were, but now this is whom you have become. Let nothing apart from Christ become our master. If you look again in that verse of scripture, and I'm going to just read this other one to us. If you go to, uh, this will just to help us get a fuller picture here. In 1 Corinthians, I think this should be chapter 10. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, you can see Paul also saying something similar. But he then adds something to it. And I think that this is the second thing we actually, or this is the third thing, we actually ought to be reflecting on in 2016. Look at 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 23. And he says there again, 
All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Something similar to what we read before. It then says again, all things are lawful for me, but all things do not edify. And you can see he brings something else into the picture. He's talked about not being brought into bondage or not being enslaved again. And he's now saying again here that all things do not edify. And that word edify is very, very important. Because not all things or everything that we did in 2015 that we can actually say, you know what, this really built up my spirit. The word edify there is the word to build up. And so when we are looking at that verse of scripture, we are asking ourselves the question, what will build me up? And not just building me up, but what will build my brother or sister. Because when you read that verse of scripture in context, we are actually talking about building up our brothers and sisters in Christ. Building up the body of Christ. And so, if I am to think through my activities or to think through my relationship with God, I am asking myself another question. Whatever I do or I am going to do in 2016, not only... Is it helpful for me? Not only will it enslave, but also will it build up the family of God? If not, then I have to leave it out of my lives. And sometimes when you think over maybe the things that you've done, the places you've gone, or the things that you've said, and maybe this simple principle could maybe have saved a lot of heartache and pain, will it edify my brother? Will it help him? Along the path? Will it make him become more like Christ Jesus? Will it strengthen his spiritual life? And that's what Paul is getting at. Not all things do edify. So for us in 2016, I think I would call it more like a threefold test in all that we do. And that question is Does it help me along in my Christian life? That's the question you're asking. This is just like a summary of everything that we're saying. So before you even set out to do it or to say it, ask yourself that question. Will it help me along in my Christian life? The second question you're asking is, will it allow me to remain free or will it become my master? That's why I said it's like a threefold test. And the third question is, does it build others up? If it's not going to edify a brother or a sister, if he's not going to strengthen the family of God, then it might be possible not to get into it. I love, um, for those who know uh, Wesley, Wesley, he's got this beautiful quote, and when I saw it, it just fitted into what we are talking about this morning. And listen to what John Wesley said. He said that whatever cools my affection towards Christ is of the world. Whatever cools my affection towards Christ, and what we are saying in all that we are going to do this year, is that we want our affection for Christ to be strong. We want to get involved in the work of God, maybe for those who are not so involved in church. We want to come into that deeper relationship where we are not just serving Him with our life, but serving Him with everything that God has given us. And that's why he says, whatever cools my affection towards Christ is of the world. Now, I, I don't know what calls your affection, but I'm sure you do. You know what comes into that relationship and messes it up. 
You know what comes in and your prayer life goes down and no longer what it should be. Whatever calls your affection. There's another quote as well. This is from Wilbur Chapman for those who have read some of his books or materials. Listen to what he says here. He says, anything that deems my vision. You see, that he's no longer talking about, for, for Wesley, it's about affection. But Chapman says, anything that deems my vision of Christ. Or takes away my taste for Bible study. Or cramps my prayer life. Or makes Christian work more difficult. He said, it's wrong for me. And I like how he made it, very, it was made personal. Because sometimes, like I said, it may be good for you. But he says, it is wrong for me. Anything that deems my vision of Christ, or takes away my taste for Bible study, or cramps my prayer life to the point that you can't even pray anymore because you are involved in those things, or makes Christian work more difficult, he says, is wrong for me. And I think that when we apply these three simple tests in 2016, in all that we do, in all that we say, in how we relate to people, in how we relate to God, I'm sure that we're going to see things begin to change, not just in the way we relate, but also as we draw closer to God. And it's my prayer that God will open our eyes to begin to see those things that cool our affection for Christ. Those things that dim our vision, that takes away our taste for Bible study, that cramps our prayer life, that we are not even as fervent in our spirit as we should be. And those things that make Christian work more difficult for us. Shall we bow our hearts as we speak to God this morning? And you can just in your heart for a few seconds uh, reflect on those words that you've, you've heard. Like I said, all we are doing the first few Sundays is just to get the foundation right. Yes, we have started with prayer. And we are now looking at the things that will help us. And you can just think about those words this morning in your heart. You know what your relationship with God is like. You know what your relationship with people is like. And you can speak to God this morning to help you. Or maybe to show you the things that cool your affection. I'm sure every one of us here can identify one thing or the other. When it's like zeal is abating, you're not, you really don't want to do much anymore. The things that seek to enslave and bring us back again into bondage. The things that in themselves they may be okay, they may be lawful, but may not be good for you as a person in your relationship with God. And God may be saying to you, you can't carry that all through this year 2016. If it hindered your work with him in 2015, the same is going to happen if nothing changes. You know what cramps your prayer life? What eats into the time 
for Bible study and seeking the face of God or for fellowship. I've heard someone say, you know, when it's time to to go to fellowship and something just comes up and, and sometimes we need to take a step back and ask ourselves why, what exactly is going on the Bible says not slothful in spirit but it says fervent in spirit serving the Lord and Lord we just ask this morning from the depth of our hearts That you shine your light once again into our hearts. Help us to see the things that ruin the relationships that you've brought us into. Not just with people, but our relationship with you. And as we apply this simple test in our everyday walk with you. Lord, all we seek is to draw closer to you, is to relate better with our brothers and our sisters. Help us to always ask these questions in our hearts, and not just to ask them, but to do something about the answers that we get from them. We pray this morning, Lord, that you will remove those things or show us so that we can take action, those things that make it more difficult for us to serve you to seek your face to study your word to be more effective in your house and Lord we ask that you free set us free indeed we know that you've set us free but all we are asking for is there are things that seek to bring us again into bondage in our lives Lord we pray this morning that this will be taken away that we will serve you truly with freedom in our spirits. This we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, why not join us in worship at the Dingle Mount Church or log on to our website at www.dinglemount.org for more information. Thank you for listening.